0: This is awesome. It's 2022, in case you don't know. It's October yeah. in the year of 2022, and we're living the book of Acts. So we invite you to come on this journey with us. Listen, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. You are a co-heir with Christ. You're a new creation in Him. And you are the vessel that God moves through in the earth. And it's our privilege to exhort you in that, to strengthen you in that, every week, to build you up in that. So we are we are involved in a really a new season for yes. this ministry, yes. Highway Church. And uh, we we spent about twenty seven years of our lives in the Northeast, in New England, in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. And in the last few years, the Lord began to to exhort us, encourage us to expand. And uh, to reposition ourselves in the center of the country. And uh, we didn't really know how that was going to happen, how that was going to work. But you're a part of that right now in Massachusetts, Rhode Island, New England. You're a huge part of that. And I'll tell you why because you are the ones that this all began with.
1: That's right. The first,
0: yeah, you're the first.
1: <laughs> Everyone won't be
0: patient. I want mine first, no, right?
1: It's, you know, isn't that being, something? Being the first participants mm. is is significant. That's a big deal. you uh-huh. you've, you've That's sown. a big deal. Uh, uh, this is what has impressed upon me: uh, the the time, mm-hmm. um, the prayers, yep. the love, the faith, um, the, finances the finances that you have yep. sown towards Highway Church. Uh, and you being the first bunch to do yeah. that um, before it continues, I mean, that's significant. Yeah. And God does not forget your oh, no. labor, the scripture oh, says no. in Hebrews. It says he's not mm. forgetful. He's Mm-mm. faithful to faithful. remember uh, the labor, the work that you've done
0: yes, uh, for
1: the kingdom of God. And we are working that kingdom of God together uh, still, Highway Church. Us yes. all around the world, including Bermuda. Now, come
0: on, Bermuda! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get me a boat.
1: <laughs>
0: Listen, you know, if you That's if so you good. if you have uh, learned anything of the stock market, you know when you get stocks, oh my goodness, at the ground That's level, the first. right? They become very valuable. Listen, God is a rewarder to those who diligently seek Him. You know, I, it's so good, it's. I think the Book of Acts is coming alive to me like never before. Yeah. But we see the ground level of the New Testament church. And now, come on, Highway Church, we're living in 2022. uh, But they, the only method of communication they had was either in person or letters, right? right? So we see this whole new thing come into the earth on the day of Pentecost, People regenerated, made new by the power of the Holy Spirit. They begin praying with their spirit, speaking in other tongues. Uh, 3,000 people get saved, and the New Testament church is born. But you know what? They really didn't have any idea what they were a part of. They just, they would just, the Holy Spirit opened their eyes to the reality of God's love for them, the salvation that was available to them through Christ. But actually, they began from that, from the day of Pentecost on, they began to learn and realize wait a minute, what happened? What
1: what is happening?
0: What took place on that day? when I received Christ. And then then uh the apostles began to to understand things they didn't understand when they were walking with Jesus just weeks before. Okay? The Holy Spirit was now in them and he could reveal to them the finished work of Christ. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, they didn't understand that Jesus had to die. They didn't understand that he was laying down his life, that he'd rise again on the third day. They didn't even believe the ladies who came and told no, them. No, they didn't. Know. They didn't understand. Two of them were discouraged on the road right. to Emmaus, right? Discouraged. And, and Jesus showed up and began talking with them. And they're like, what's wrong with you? Don't you know what just happened? Right? So the whole, when the Holy Spirit comes into your life, he will reveal to you the reality of your salvation, Mm-hmm. And what you've been saved from and what you've been saved That's for. So, so good. Hallelujah. So, good. so, yeah, so there was this guy who, I mean, persecution broke out against the church and they were scattered, right? They were meeting in homes. Wherever they can meet, they were meeting. Mm-hmm. Most synagogues rejected, a lot of them did anyway, <laughs> rejected this message. Of, of salvation through faith, saved by grace through faith. And there was a man named Saul who was persecuting the church, gave his two thumbs up when, when Stephen was martyred. That's right. And he met Christ. Christ appeared to him. And the, the, the epistles of Paul, the New Testament epistles, not only Paul, but obviously the other writers, are very important because they, they, they cover an area in a way that no other part of the Bible covers it. They give to us the revelation of the finished work of Christ. You'll see that in the New Testament, but not as clearly as in the, excuse me, in the Old Testament, but not as clearly in the New Testament, in epistles. So why is that important? Because highway, this is what we're doing here. So you would see the, the apostles would travel. Some stayed in Jerusalem. Some would travel. But Paul, for example, he would go to a place and, um, and whether it be Barnabas or Mark, whoever it was, and they would, they would uh, found a church. They would begin preaching the gospel. People would gather around. God would call people to help them and support them. And they may stay there uh, for a year or shorter or longer depending on the Holy Spirit's leading. And then the Holy Spirit would lead them to move to another location. And they would begin again, begin preaching the gospel. And these churches in homes, if you'll read through the New Testament, they were meeting mostly in homes. In fact for the first 200 years of the church we don't have any record of a of a building being built for corporate worship. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Why am I saying that? Because you are so important. Yes, you are. What's happening in our homes is vitally important. Yes, Start seeing yourself as an ambassador of Christ. You can reach, you can, you can cause the kingdom of God to expand in the earth by simply realizing who you are and, and connecting with us through this highway network. Mm-hmm. And invite someone over to experience this with you, to hear this too good to not be true message that we preach of who Jesus is, what he's done for you, and who you are in him. Mm -hmm. And that's how things work. And now when Paul, let's say he was at a place for a year, okay, Um, not 27 years, not 5, 10, but a year, then he would move on. But the relationship and the ministry would continue. How? He would send letters as the other apostles and disciples would they would send hard copy letters right no postal service Mm-mm. right they would have by the holy spirit he would have to write or someone write them for him as he would dictate them and they would take those hard copy letters hand them to a, someone who wanted to serve the kingdom and they would have to deliver those to all of the areas that that were uh that were that needed to be reached right. and how long would that take mm-hmm. we're talking you know 2,000 years ago, right? Horseback, mule, on foot, Mm -hmm. right? And and through weather, challenges, you know, all kinds of uh, obstacles. And finally, those letters would get into their hand. And Paul uh, references so often to the church in the home of, Mm -hmm. to the church in the home of. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we are the church. That's
1: right. We are the church. We are
0: the church. And they would receive his letters right? In their home, and they would read them, meditate on them, right? Encourage one another in them. And what happened? The church expanded, the kingdom of God grew, and here we are today. And that's what's happening only. We have an advantage. Yes, we do. We have the whole Bible. Yes, we do. We have Genesis through Revelation. We have all of the letters. They didn't, right? We have the finished uh, revelation of this dispensation, and we have a method of communicating they didn't have. Mm -hmm. We can send out emails, boom, that get there in a moment, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Emails, we can do video Bible studies, we can live stream every week as often as we need to. Isn't that amazing? good. Mm -hmm. Listen, you're a part of something very powerful and very special in the earth, but you have to see yourself as important. You have to see yourself as a vital I member mm-hmm. of what's mm-hmm. going on. That's right. That's right. When you get up in the morning, see yourself as an ambassador of Jesus okay. Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't see yourself as, as what you do or what you have to get done. See yourself as who you are in Christ, his very own co-heir, his very own ambassador in the earth. Mm-hmm. You are the church. That's right. And I think, in some ways, the church has forgotten who they are.
1: Right, right. Over time, through yeah. history, for sure, yeah, for sure.
0: In fact, I was. This is good. Didn't plan on going this way. And you know, at <laughs> Highway, we endeavor. We we do all that we can to prepare. And I've I've usually got pages of notes ready to go. But we're 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 listening in the moment each day of our lives for the leading of the Holy Spirit, because no matter how much preparation you do how much training you have, you always want to stay sensitive to right. the leading of the Holy Spirit because he knows things we don't know. Amazing. So I was listening to a message uh, from Brother Kenneth E. Hagen, who's in heaven now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and He was talking about, is it Charles Wesley or John Wesley that founded the Methodist Church?
1: Uh, John.
0: Anyway, they're brothers. They're brothers. And, yeah, and they were traveling we together. <laughs> uh, from England to the States on a missions trip, and they wrote in their journal after they left that it was a failure. And they, but on the boat, on the way back, they met someone, I believe they referred to them as Moravians, who began to share with them things they didn't know in the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And Kenneth Hagin says he believes at that point that they were born again. They were were already ministers on a missions trip, but they didn't understand the new birth.
1: And that was common in history. Oh, absolutely. To attend church.
0: Not know who you are. And
1: not be born again. Yeah.
0: Hello. So they. it, it seems <laughs> like they were born again because of these people they met on the boat right. on the way back to England. Well, when he got back to his church in England, he began preaching the things he had learned, this this new birth. And you know what they did? They actually threw him out. Literally, I believe they carried him out of the church the pulpit and took him outside and yeah. he, they the uh ministers were buried on the land That's of the right. church That's right. his father's uh grave was there he stood on top of his father's stone and continued preaching his message wow wow <laughs> And and he said this, I've realized that most of the church, and I believe he was talking about his church, uh, are not born again. Are not born again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They've mentally agreed with the tenets of faith, but they haven't believed them in their heart.
1: Right, exactly.
0: We're all about the heart here at Highway. So good. This is where the power is. We're thankful for the mind, but it's got to be subject to our heart, to our spirit. Jesus said, The words I speak to you are spirit and are life, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, this is where the power is. Live from in here, live from your heart. We want you to know who you are. You are an ambassador of Jesus Christ. You are born again. You are the ecclesia, the called out of ones. You've been called out of darkness called out of confusion and depression. You've been called into the marvelous light and the uh, love of Jesus Christ to know who he is, to know who you are, and to live the abundant life he came to give you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Listen, we're in a series entitled Only One Thing is Needed. I'm loving this series. I need it and I'm listening to it every week. It's so good. Only one thing is needed. And we are, our primary text is Luke 10, verses 38 through 42. So let's go there right now. And as we go there, I'm just going to pray. Father, thank you for your spirit. Thank you that we are not orphans, We are not left alone, but you are literally living in us. Mm -hmm. You are living in our hearts. We have become your temple. We have become your church. We are not people who don't know who we are. We realize what you've done for us. We realize that we're your sons and daughters, that we're new creations, that sin has no power over our lives anymore, that we're strong in you and in your mighty power, that we do the things Jesus did and greater things than, than these, that we are are your church in the earth your ambassadors that we have this ministry of reconciliation everywhere we go and father i pray for this highway family yes, yes. lord that we realize who we are we would take advantage of this new season this new network and begin to reach out to people Thank around you, us around us and invite them to participate in the gospel that changes lives and sets people free and makes people whole you, in Jesus name. Glory, Amen. Glory, Amen. Glory, Amen. Glory. Okay, you. let's go to Luke chapter 10, guys. Um now, oh, there we go. Cool. 38. I'm going to read it right out of the Bible. Are you ready, man? Okay. Now is come to pa- Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village. This, of course, being Jesus. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care? that my sister has left me to serve alone. Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, (laughs) you are careful and troubled. You're worried and upset about many things. But one thing is needful. Only one thing is needed. I want to switch translations to the NIV. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Now, I mean, this is uh, life changing to say the very least. But I want to call our attention to this simple statement. Only one thing is needed. What was Mary doing? Well, Mary had chosen. She had the same number of things to do that Martha did. She was the same house, same situation. But she made a choice that she was going to give Jesus preeminence in her life, that he was more important than anything she had to do. Than any conversation she needed to have with the people in her home. And she chose to worship him, to sit at his feet and hear from him. And Jesus uh, opens our eyes and says, this is the only thing needed in her life, and it will not be taken away from her. Okay, so we we are to grab a hold of what Jesus said, right? And to start incorporating it into our lives. So we take that same posture as Mary did, right? Where we worship him, we sit at his feet regularly and we hear from him. Again, no matter how much experience you have, no matter how much preparation and training, it can never take the place of sitting at his feet and hearing from him. Because there are things that we do not know. There are things we, we actually cannot do anything apart from Christ. Come to me and you'll recover your life, Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. So we, we choose to spend time with him. And if you're feeling like things are kind of out of control, maybe you feel like you've lost your joy, or you lost your peace, that just get, start getting alone with him. Get away with him until that joy and that peace starts rising up in you again. And I have to do this regularly. Sure. We actually all do do. because you can just kind of go for weeks on end, months on end, and all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, wait a minute, where's God in my life, (laughs) right? right. And you feel like just another person doing the things that everyone else does, trying to do whatever, trying to Mm -hmm. get ahead or trying to achieve a certain level of success, and your, your joy's not there, your sensitivity the Holy Spirit is there, is not there. You're you're upset. You're frustrated, discouraged. Well, you just need to get back with the one who made you Mm -hmm. to get away with him. Just pull aside, get alone with him, start worshiping him and let let him build you up. Let him quicken you, let him strengthen you. Now, how is it that Jesus could say such a simple statement? How is it that he could say only one thing is needed? I mean, was he mistaken? Did he not realize? the responsibilities that Mary and Martha had, does he not realize in 2022 all the stuff that's happening in the world? Of course he does. But Jesus obviously knows more than we'll ever know, right? He's the one who made us. And he also realizes not only what we perceive we have to do, but he knows how important we are. He knows how one of a kind you are. And he says that only one thing is needed because he is God. That's the, that's the reason that only one thing is needed. Because he is the maker of heaven and earth. And he is 100% good. 100%. Come on, get your 100 Percent emoji up there on the live stream. Get it up there. 100%. 100%. Come on. He's he's 100% good. The, the, the reason that only one thing is needed is because God is so good. I can say without doing any formal polls that most of the church does not realize how good God is. <laughs> He's not going to hurt you. He's not allowing bad things to happen to teach people things. Just watched the movie not too long ago. And it was uh, believers talking and they're saying, God, they're praying to God saying, God, who controls all things? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, no. No, God's not controlling all things. God's not allowing bad things to happen to teach people things. That's not the God of the Bible. That's not the God we serve. Satan's the God of this world, and God has given us his son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior and our shield so that Satan can't do the things he wants to do in our lives. Okay? It's time to know how good your father is. So the reason only one thing is needed is because God is so good. (laughs) Yes, he is. He's gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah! He gives us all things to enjoy. To He richly and ceaselessly, the Amplified says, gives us all things to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. things. Every good and perfect gift comes from Him. Come on! It's time to know how good your Father is. So I'll tell you, the Holy Spirit just blessed me this week as I was just thinking of the Highway family and preparing yeah. and praying. And boy, this just popped out of me, right out of Luke chapter 10. <laughs> and I sent it out as an email, and I want to read it to you because we're going to go from there. So only one thing is needed. Why? Because he's so good, because he loves you, he made you, he created you, and he has an amazing plan for your life. And no one else knows like he knows who you really are and what you're called to do. So as I'm looking at Luke chapter 10, and I'm just you know praying, thinking of the highway family, wanting to... To, to sow into your lives, the Holy Spirit pulls something out of Luke chapter 10. So if you got the email this week, make sure you check your inbox, your spam folders, your junk folders, and get that thing out of the junk folder and read it, okay? <laughs> and if you're not getting our weekly email, man, sign up on our website. Just go to uh, highwaychurch.us. Scroll down to the footer of any page, and you can fill in on the bottom right side. You can you can sign up for our weekly email. All right, info at highwaychurch.us is another way of doing it. You can email us. But this is what I said in the email, and this is what I want to talk about today. This is the goodness of God. You are more important than the things you are tempted to get stressed about. Now say that again. You are more important than the things that you are tempted to get upset or stressed about. In Luke chapter 10, verse 41, Jesus lets Martha know how important she is. I don't think I ever thought of that Mm -hmm. before Mm -hmm. prior to this week. When God corrects us, he's letting us know how valuable we are to him. Isn't that amazing? Yes, that's good. You are important and he made you. You are his you are his child. How important is that? You're his creation. So Jesus lets Martha know how important she is. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. Listen, Jesus puts everything in Martha's life into proper perspective. By by this statement that he makes, he makes it clear that Martha is much more important than all of the things in her life that she feels need to get done. Guess what? You are too. That's so good. By this statement, you are worried and upset about many things. Jesus reveals the value of Martha as a person. You're more important than all the perceived needs around you. You're more important than all the projects and things you feel you need to do. Listen, Highway Family, you are not what you do.
1: So good. Hmm.
0: You're not what you do. You are not the things that you need to get done. You are not a task. A tisket, a tasket. Just thought of that old tune. You're you're not not a tisket, a tasket. You're not a task. You're not a trisket. No. Just had the (laughs) trisket crackers this week. Good stuff. You're not a task. You're not a project.
1: So good. Mm.
0: You are a handcrafted, custom made, one of a kind, Masterpiece of the creator of heaven and earth. You see, this is the reason why only one thing is needed because the one who made you is caring for you and he is so good. If you'll just give him your attention, if you'll make knowing him more, the focus and passion of your life, everything else in your life will fall into place and take its place. Let's read a scripture about this. Mm-hmm. You can share if you like. I Ephesians like chapter that. 2. I just
1: like it. you use the word masterpiece yeah. in the email. It makes me think of great mm-hmm. art when the creator of the peace He has an intention when he starts out. He has an intention. And then when it's finished, uh, there's a condition that Mm. it's supposed to be kept in, maintained. That's Mm. why people who've tried to deface or um, uh, devalue art, you know, we've seen it in the last year where people go, Vandalism. Try to throw something while well, there was a glass covering over it that protected it. But but why? Why not just leave it out? Because the condition hmm. of that masterpiece hmm. is to be preserved, is to be maintained. And so, right. you know, if we're not tasks, if we're not projects, if we're not the things yeah. that people need from us. Yeah. And we are truly a masterpiece. I think Jesus is talking here to Martha about. Her condition mm. <laughs> obviously, and he yeah. says you're worried you're yeah. that's not the condition that the master intended for his masterpiece, so just in the same way an artist, mm. after something is completed, wants to see that thing mm. treasured, wants to see that piece displayed, wants to see that piece uh, cared for, cleaned, preserved. In the same way, God has made us yeah. to be in fellowship with him hmm. that we might maintain this God-like uh, condition. Because we've been given the God life. Hmm. And this condition is uh, absent. Uh, mm-hmm. Worry is absent in the God kind of life. Mm. Um, you know, distraction is absent in the God kind of life. Mm-hmm. This condition that the master has intended, um, he too. I'm saying this. He wants to maintain that. It's done by him yes. in his presence. It's by not. It's not, it's not me keeping myself clean. It's not me keeping myself worry free. When we come into the presence of the yep. master, yep. he does the the cleaning. He does yep. the the That's displaying. So he does the maintenance of the thing. That's so good. So this is what it is. If we don't come to him. It oftentimes is ourselves trying to, like, make sure, right. Huh? Right. you know, am I, am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Am I in the condition that God right. wants me right. to be in? Right. But when we come to him, he does the work um, of fulfilling mm. his vision for our lives, which is that maintaining of the God kind of life that he's granted us.
0: Man, that's so good. Yeah. So we see that worry, allowing ourselves to get upset, yeah. can affect our condition. Yes, it does. Boy, does it ever.
1: Yes, it does.
0: It it affects our countenance. It affects our ability to hear from God. That's right. When you're stressed out, when you're worried, when you're upset, when you're listening to the wrong voices, it affects how we hear. It affects what we put emphasis on. It affects our overall condition and Jesus cares for us so much. He calls attention to the things that would affect our condition. And worry and fear are probably the top 2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> worry, fear, stress, they're all cousins. They all go together. And he's calling attention I'm thinking of I want to read Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, but I'm thinking of uh what is it uh do not let your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Mm-hmm. Trust in God. Trust also in me. Uh, is that John 14? 26. 14, Fourteen. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember. That's the Where beginning. So we get um, like John after. After
1: one
0: through the beginning. Beginning of John 14. Mm-hmm. But the Amplified says, do not. Uh, um, do this not. Is this is 26. That's what I'm getting to. I think I'm thinking of a couple different scriptures yeah. in the Amplified. And it says, um, stop allowing yourselves. Yes. To be agitated. agitated or disturbed, do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a that's John sixteen thirty three. That, no, that's John fourteen
1: twenty six in the Amplified.
0: Uh, yes. Do not, uh, for I have overcome the world. I've deprived the that power to harm you,
1: yeah. and
0: have conquered it for you. That's Those two right. go together. Yeah. <laughs> um, very powerful. Um, so, so listen, highway masterpieces. Listen, you're yes. one of a kind. Yes, you are.
1: With an intention. We, we, the master
0: <laughs> created you with an intention. What's that first, what's that intention first and foremost to experience him every day of your life, to walk in wholeness, perfect soundness of being to uh, soundness of mind, soundness of body. And to to move forward in the wonderful destiny he's prepared for you, listen to Ephesians chapter ten. It says, "For we are this is the amplified translation for we are God's own handiwork. I want you to see yourself as God's own handiwork. His workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus." Born anew, we're reborn by the power of the Holy Spirit. Why that we may do those good works which God planned beforehand for us, taking paths which He prepared ahead of time. You don't have to prepare the path, He prepared it for you, He just wants you to walk on it. Mm-hmm. Well, it takes a lot of stress off right there. Yes, it does. I don't have to create my path. No. I don't have to prepare my path. No. He prepared it. He just wants me to walk on it. Mm-hmm. That uh That we should, uh, taking paths that he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them. What a loving father. Yeah. He prepared it all ahead of time. Yeah. That we should walk in them, living the good life, which he, Pre arranged and made ready for us to live. Hallelujah. I finished the email, excuse me, I finished the email by saying the Father purposed for you to be in the earth at this point in time, first and foremost to know Him. When knowing Him becomes a singular focus of your existence, you will realize your value. When your relationship with him becomes your passion, you will see how important you are to him and to those around you. Hallelujah. So we're going to uh, stay here all week long. Pull up Luke 10, 38 through 42. Look at verse 41. Look at Jesus' loving care for Martha. And look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 in the Amplified. If you don't have an Amplified hard copy, check it out online. And begin to focus on and realize how wonderful, how important, how unique, how God created you are. All right? And as you spend time with Him, the Holy Spirit will enable you to see who you really are. You are the farthest thing from a failure there could ever be. You're the farthest thing from a loser there could ever be. You might say, well, I've failed a lot of times. Well, so have I. But it's not who we are. We were made a success when we put our faith in Jesus Christ. Did you hear me? When you put your heart faith, not mentally agreed, When you with your heart believe that Christ rose from death for you, defeated sin for you, became your sin and gave you his righteousness, when you believed in your heart that he did those things for you, you became a success. You became more than just a success. You became a child of the living God. That's exactly right more than a conqueror, more than a success. You're more than amazing. You're God's masterpiece. Only one thing is needed, knowing who he is, growing in relationship with him. Why is only one thing needed? Because he is so good. We're going to continue in this next week. We're just not done. We need to just realize how good he is, realize how important we are, see ourselves as he sees us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We want you to know, Highway Family, we are, uh, oh, glory to God. Listen, we're going to put an invitation out there. Yes, Um,
1: yes. To anyone
0: who may be participating, listening to this broadcast, hearing this message, um, maybe you've mentally agreed with Jesus being the Savior of the world. Maybe you've mentally agreed with some of the things in the Bible, but you haven't yet believed in your heart that he's your personal Savior. We want to give you an opportunity to do that. Yeah. How do I do it? You just believe with your heart. You believe that he loves you. You believe that he cares for you. you. Believe that he did what he did for you. You believe it in here. That's right. And then with your mouth you say it. Jesus, I believe in you. Mm-hmm. With my heart, I believe you did what you did for me. I believe that you rose from the dead for me. I believe that you defeated death and Satan in the grave for me. I believe that I am a new creation in you now, that you have made me a success, that you have made me more than a conqueror, that I am now your son, your daughter, your child, and a new creation in you. That's how you do it, guys. That's how you do it. You believe with your heart. So if that's you, I want to encourage you right now to believe with your heart and to open your mouth and say it in your own words. Just say, Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, be my Savior. Jesus, I declare you Lord over my entire life. And I believe you rose from the dead for me. Now help me, Jesus, to know you and grow in relationship with you, and experience you every day of my life. In your name I pray. Amen. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of his goodness, who he is, what he's done for you, and who you are in him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life He came to give you.